0: This is The Playbook. This is Dave Meltzer with Entrepreneur's The Playbook. And here we are at SoFi and two dads sitting here. Mark D'Amelio, or Marc D'Amelio, yeah, if we were in Italy, which I just got back from. Welcome to The Playbook.
1: Thanks for having me, man. This is awesome. You know,
0: life takes twists and turns. And I always say in football, where my original profession came from, that our skills and knowledge determine our basement. So even when I lost everything, I wasn't worried because I had gained skills and knowledge through all the things that I had done. And so my basement was very high, even though I lost everything. But it's our desire that determines our potential. And we see that in quarterbacks especially. Some of the greatest quarterbacks may not have the greatest skills or knowledge, but they have extraordinary desire. And here you are in the entertainment world, in the branding world, one of the leaders in branding, something I'm so interested in because I call it the community world. A brand is a community today. How much do you attribute to desire? Because you're obviously great acumen in in skills and knowledge of branding, but there's this huge frequency or desire component to branding today. How much do you attribute your success and your kids' success and your brand's success to desire?
1: That's an interesting question because I think my desire, I, just so you know, I'm in the, I started off in the sports apparel business. So I worked with right out of college and I worked with Pro Player and then Mitchell and Ness. So I had a lot of desire in my career, um, I, to help build brands. When I started with Mitchell and Ness, they were doing, they're owned by Adidas. They were doing $5 million. They do about, you know, they sold for 250 million, um, a couple months ago. So I've had a lot of desire to get where I am, but As it relates to this, it hasn't been a ton of desire. It's been a lot of just trying to figure it out because for for you to have desire or for desire to mean something, you kind of have to have a goal goal in mind. And when you're going through this thing a million miles a minute, it wasn't, we didn't even know if it was a business. So we had no goals in mind. And then as it started to get more comfortable, and I know you want to touch on D'Amelio Brands, That now is kind of refueling my desire to be like, okay, we can take what I've learned through my first 30 years of my career and then what I've learned over the last two years with social media and and all that's happened with the girls and kind of meld the two together and create something that's really cool. So I do have that desire and that energy for business back, which I haven't had for a couple of years.
0: And adaptability is a skill uh, that I find that our age, our situational knowledge is a huge advantage. Uh, that we have a different perspective than the people that think they know what they know. And especially in social media, the lessons that I've learned, I've had an uh, infinite amount of patience comparatively. Where you know a lot of different people, marketing, building brands, solutions, services in the social media space. Uh, the immediate moniker of well, do this because I know this, and well, there's like a trillion variables. Yeah. And I'm a math person. Um, And so adaptability, which relies on your experience, is super important. Um, But yet you're dealing with young girls like I am. And patience probably isn't their greatest uh, characteristic as young as they are, which I totally understand. Um, How do you balance the wisdom of, you know, knowing there is no certainty to what we're doing, that I just have to kind of test and go and make the best choices I can And maybe have some faith that things will happen for the best compared to a lot of people in the space are experts at what I don't know, but put themselves forth as experts. How do you reconcile that when your girls are coming to you? Go, But this, you know, I'm sure this will or the things that we all have to deal with as dads. But now it's really big business.
1: Yeah, I think what I try to instill in them is is I have what they don't have. I have years
0: so Me i've too. seen uh,
1: you know charlie d'amelio and dixie d'amelio see themselves i see i mean i'll throw names at you christy mcnichol all these people that we <laughs> grew up with the 70s right the happy days and there were there were hundreds of charlie d'amelios before charlie d'amelio so my job is to try to find out what they're passionate about try to create longevity because i think as as we create longevity they will they're both so young that they don't know what what makes them what makes them happy, what makes them tick, and 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 it's a tough balance because people seem to think that I look at this as as you know the goose that laid the golden egg and, and it's and it's anything but that. It's I obviously recognize the opportunity and we've done very well as a family because of the opportunity, but my sometimes my battle is pushing too hard or not pushing enough. When are they hmm. just being Dad, I don't want to do my homework. Or when is it? Hey, the stress of 150 million eyeballs on me is too much. So I try to lead with with my perspective of being 54 years old and give them advice from that and say, look, this is the, I, I what do they say? Like the a lot of people get upset when when they when people come and ask them for autographs, but they get more upset when no one asks them for an autograph. Yeah, and, and I understand this is. There's a period of time we could extend it, but Charlie's not going to be the most famous kid on TikTok. And she already isn't, but there's going to be other things happening.
0: Yeah, you've been blessed to be around some of the biggest athletes in the world. When I ran Lee Steinberg and Warren Moon being my business partner, one of my favorite moments that I reflect upon with a lot of the younger people in social media is we went to the Ohio State. Uh, Rose Bowl against Washington. And Warren Moon's probably the most famous Washington football alumnus. He beat Michigan as a big underdog. And so that game, he was Charlie, right? There's no one in the stadium that didn't know who he was. There was no one that didn't want his autograph or his picture or his selfie. And on the way out at halftime, he left early. Not he thinks it's because people are bothering him. I know it's because Ohio State was kicking his ass and I'm a Ohio State fan. So I know the truth. But we're walking out and some person comes – and you've probably had to deal with this with your daughters v-lining towards them so i stepped in front not that i'm physically you know going to stop anyone but at least to say hey can i help you and the guy hugs me he's like dude dave Meltzer, i love your content and after warren's been annoyed for the entire game i get that one person which is awesome right he goes dave you're perfectly famous so uh as your girls and other brands lose some of the extreme notoriety, there is some blessings that come along with that as well. What types of things do you look for for the future? Because obviously you're you're seeing, you know, we don't need to do these certain things again and again. And you mentioned Happy Days, and I'm blessed to be friends with Henry Winkler, who got stuck into an iconic stage. It cost him, and he's a Yale guy, an incredible actor. But he was typecast for so long and it's so nice that he actually got old and people didn't know who he was so he could re. Right. I think he's up for an Academy Award yeah. or an Emmy and whatever in his yeah. new show, Barry. Uh, so, you know, having that type of vision with brands, how do you let them make their choices uh, for what they're doing today compared to what you think might be better for them in the future?
1: Great question. I, I think, look, we... And you must deal with this with, with athletes in the past, right? We were fortunate enough that I always like to be in business and, and to be in a position of strength. And when, when you, I busted my ass and put my kids in private school and, and did everything I could, so gave them opportunity and, and privilege and all the things that they, that they have. With that comes the advantage of we could pick and choose the deals that we want. And, and for the people that are gonna hear this and watch this, I get it, that's not easy. Because if we were, in, if we were 20, 20 years prior, we might've been doing an energy drink or something that we didn't want to do. So we've been blessed enough to be able to pick and choose the deals that we, that we want and that speak to the girls. And then we also are, are able to demand um, creative control, because if we're gonna associate our brand with another brand, we want to be respectful to their culture and their brand, but we also want to make sure it aligns, aligns with us. And that, and that comes with just being able to say, yeah, we don't think it's, we don't think it's right. And, but with that, we're never, we're always polite and we're always, uh, we try to be the best, we best we can. But, and as we get into our own things, I think that's one of the reasons why we're looking to create our own, our own brands, because I was just, t- as we're walking up here, I was telling the story. There are, Companies that'll put up a budget and say, Hey, we want Charlie D'Amelio. And then some ad guy will come in and go, Oh, yeah, we want you to do, you're the TikTok girl, do a TikTok. <laughs> you're and, right. and, and, and I'll get the look from Charlie, like, Dad, help me get it. And I'll be like, Guys, maybe we should, why don't we get some ideas from Charlie? And then normally, when she has create, when both she and my daughter Dixie have creative control, because they speak to their audience and they know their audience more than an, more than an ad exec or marketing guy. It usually works out really well.
0: Yeah, there's that place of, and this was true with the brands that I dealt with, that you can't get outside of who you are, right? You'd rather people hate you for who you are than love you for who you're not. That's and good. we've seen it is a, a ton. Yeah, I think I stole it from someone. But <laughs> it's a good one, and I don't know who said it. But look it up. You can, there's this thing called Google, they told me. Yeah. So you could Google that. But whoever it is, give them credit to that point. I'm 54 years old
1: like you. Oh, we're seeing
0: Yeah, you just look younger. And um, I did that so you make sure you feel really good. Yeah. But people still hurt my feelings, right? I'll, I have you know millions of people listen to the podcast. Half a million people follow me on Instagram. And There's mean people, right? <laughs> and my wife personally takes offense to it. But I, I will tell you there's some people that say certain things that really hurt my feelings. And I couldn't imagine being a young girl. I have a 23, a 21, and an 18-year-old. And, you know, beyond being able to tell you, hey, this isn't me when I'm being paid to do it, you know, it just blows my mind how a young girl can, you know, go ahead and do what I do and let it fall off my chest because it gets really personal. Have you been able to, to help them in any way deal with, you know, the ego side of, you know, Why is this person so mean? Because I know how much, how hard they work, right? This is, you know, I've been around athletes, celebrities and entertainers my entire career. It's not easy and it's constant and consistent. And most people can't do what they do, right? What Charlie and and Dixie do, they can't. And and they wouldn't be successful. Most people aren't successful because they can't do what they do. It's not just because they're beautiful. It's a lot more. How do you, as a father, you know, deal with helping them with people that are just mean and unhappy
1: it's that's probably been the hardest thing um throughout this whole thing and, and and we understand that i look at it from the outside and i say we're it's so hard to complain when you're in our position and you don't want to complain because there are so many incredible things but the the, the comments are destructive they hurt people they're you're we're the same age and and you know and guys like your friend Gary vee told us I mean he's so big on that and, and I want to believe him that he doesn't let those things get to him but you you know they they do and and it that that's one that's the hardest because as a dad you're you oh, want to be the could've. fixer yeah you want to especially of your daughters it, 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 it's tough I would argue though Dave that it's we can kind of go and, and look and, and you click on the profile and you see they're they're private or they're, it's a fake account right? And, what I would argue is is the stuff that your kids may deal with in the classroom where they actually have to look across the, the, the or walk down the hallway and see that person every day. Even though on Dixie or Charlie, it could be a, a negative comment could get 500,000 likes. It's kind of starts to roll off their shoulders. But I think the, the, the harder part is when you're in your hometown and you're at the game and you know this person doesn't like you and it's just, it's weird, right? When we were younger, I, I remember i tell a story like we would, guy didn't like me, we'd fight it out and right. I'd be at his house eating spaghetti that night and his mom would be like, and we'd be best friends. Like, it just seems like with social media and the negativity and the, high, it, it could just drag on so long and be very destructive.
0: And the other thing that we deal with in as our brands grow is our relationships, our intimate relationships with others change because a lot of people want something from us or we're participating in a perception that may not exist that they want something. And that has happened to me twice in my career as I gained great wealth when I was young, not famous or no, no followers back then, but I had a lot of money which changed my relationships with people because I had a perception that the only reason they wanted me to go to this was... Whatever, or they said something. Oh, that's why they invited me. Yeah. And is there any of that that has really changed uh, for you as a father to see uh, less relationships because of a guarded type of uh, atmosphere where people want so much from us? So, you know, there's no new friends.
1: Yeah, I think for for me, I, I have childhood friends. Like I have guys I know since <laughs> right. since fourth grade. So they're called got,
0: knuckleheads, right? Yeah.
1: No, they're all. <laughs> and and I've actually gotten closer with them because I know we've been to war together doing silly things as a kid, as kids. So these guys and and I and I really feel that my my mom, my sister, Heidi's family, there's no jealousy in that. I do think that I know that if you go in, if Charlie were here and you'd be in a TikTok video with her, you would get, it's just inevitable, right. right? And even we see it, like, and that's why I never, in our house, we never, unless it's contractual and we're doing something, right. I'm never like, hey, let's get into the, never. And I think it's been tough for her because she always has to wonder why people want to be with her. And I think one of the things that's been great for us being in LA, in LA is they've been able to hang with with kids that are going through the same thing, yeah. And although you know, one kid may have more followers or less followers, they're all kind of dealing with the same thing, and they're all talking about, "Hey, you went back home. How are your back home friends?" But Charlie has kind of done what I've done, and has three or four friends in her hometown um, dance studio, and 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 it, it's funny for here, people are like, "Oh, in California people are really phony," and we don't see that because. We're the flavor of the, of the week, and yeah. we'll see. Like when we're not, and I pick up the phone, we'll let, when people call me back. You know? yeah. right well, considering
0: now, you look them. a little bit like me, we have to deal with people liking us because of the way we look. Yeah, so we, we So we, we, we can teach our kids what it's like. Um, let's talk about the brand real quick. You know, I always say when you have uh, a bug light, use it. And this is, we have plenty of flavors today in the sports agency world. Yeah uh and you know that yes. and it could be within a season uh by itself all of a sudden there's nothing to do or all of a sudden like Von Miller everyone's begging me for deals and then Von gets the MVP of the Super Bowl and I can't answer the phone fast enough yeah. um now you're going to really establish a foundation of brands uh that will have longevity as well as aggregate value to it what do you see next for the brands. Like where are you going with the brand company and to utilize the bug light that you have now to establish a true community that will build a brand?
1: Yeah, I think, I think we tested it with, look, we're not in the situation we're in without TikTok and Charlie, that's what happened. And then it was, and then as soon as I saw we have this this spotlight and this platform you know, I, I didn't push Dixie, but I said, Dix, why don't you, you love music, get in the studio? And and then she started to bubble up. And then my wife was a model and a trainer, and we kinda that we got married, had kids, and that was all in the rearview mirror. And now she's on Dancing with the Stars, and I couldn't be more proud of her. And we started. We built this formula, right? We built this formula where we did, where we created little individual brands. We told the story of each brand, and but the brands were people. And now we're starting to get into this where we're, where we're deciding what, what products, consumer-facing products, we could market um, to our customer, to to our fans, and make the, and have them become customers. And with that, we want to be very. Um, we want to be very particular and and methodical on it because we don't want it to just be, Hey, you used to buy so-and-so's skincare product. Now buy ours because we're just the, we're just the next family in line. I would want it to be more thoughtful and then use the same thing that we've done. So we built this with, 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 the individuals, we started off with Charlie, then Dixie, then Heidi, then we built a family channel and, and that, and our, I believe our family TikTok channel is what got the Hulu show to pick us up. And then we have a we have a dog channel that just and now we're starting to do it for and we're at, and we're not reinventing the wheel. This is something that Barstool has done and right. and 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 we want our whole team around us to to kind of come up with us. You know, uh, rising tides lift all boats. We're never. I tell this to our team all the time. We're never like, hey, we're the D'Amelios and you gotta and and I'm like, no. If you if you pull something where all of a sudden you're like bar stool and and you get a 30 million dollar uh podcast offer god bless you i would be so happy and now we're starting to take what was successful for our individual brands into into consumer facing brands starting with our merch and then we have a footwear company that's coming out that we're going to sell direct to consumer and maybe do a little bit of wholesaling but now i'm starting to get into my groove of what i grew up doing and so that's why you you know i think my family's like Dad's been at the office a lot lately. You like, <laughs> just opened an office. So I'm w- right. way more passionate about this than being the TikTok dad.
0: You know, NIL is a really big deal for me, and I look at it differently than the multi-million dollar contracts that are to the biggest quarterbacks. There's an idea that you probably know better than anyone with community, and understanding an NIL to me is understanding who attracts a certain community and then utilizing that community. So, for example, I'll pay the hockey uh, captain at Harvard 200 bucks a month to post my videos. Why? Because all the athletic directors in the Ivy Leagues, all the Wall Street guys, all of my audience, they follow him, and then I get this organic nature. How are you utilizing NIL with UConn, and I'm sure it'll expand to others, uh, to benefit the brands and the community?
1: Yeah, so we... So I looked at the same model that I looked at from Well first of all I believe you know social media is your, is 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 the currency that we're all judged upon. You told the story about you <laughs> your blue check and right. how you know I, I mean honestly if you if it used to be someone you'd meet a buddy introducing you now oh, this guy went to Harvard this guy went to Yale you'd be like wow now all of a sudden you go oh this guy's verified on Instagram and he's got 2 million followers you're like wow so <laughs> You know, I look at it like, what could I do to help these student athletes? I can't, we can't do it for everyone, but I wanted to pick a group of men and women on, on on, one or two uh, varsity athletes, one or two division one athletes from every sport and find out, you know, what their interests are and help build their personal brands because less than 1% are going to play pro, right? We know, we know that. And there's, and no one on, the the water the,
0: polo team the, the water polo team's making it
1: so <laughs> but could i want to do things like where where we take our our collective and we fly them out to la we bring them to snapchat we bring them to tiktok we talk about what help them get one of the things that that all these all the platforms talk about is getting verified is you have to get published so working in conjunction with 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 the hartford current in connecticut and getting uh, their, men, their, their names mentioned and doing individual stories and then taking that content and bringing it to Instagram and go, look, this is, this is one of our guys or gals. And, um, and through all that, ma- putting money in their pockets and taking the brands that we work just the brands we work with and saying, hey, what's interesting, I don't know how it is around the rest of the country, but Connecticut passed a law where you could actually use their the, the players could use wear their jerseys i don't think it's it Not wasn't in, like every, that. yeah right so when they did an nft they had to use kind of like when i think Shaq does a ben gay commercial and he wears do it all the time he doesn't right. wear the right the right colors
0: right? So, you wear your number
1: <laughs> so i i would argue to to a uh a, someone trying to get content out there like you said about what you do with the, with the kid from harvard i would say I told this company Light Tricks that we're we're in the process of doing it's a it's a video editing software. And I said, look, I get it. You might get someone who has hundred thousand followers on Instagram, but they're not gonna run across the court in their in in I wanna do like the Superman video where he kind of comes where he's wearing a suit and then it transitions in and he dunks the ball in the middle of Gamble Pavilion with his Yukon uniform on. Like, is that worth 10 grand? Is that worth 20 grand? If it goes viral, what is so. Those are the kind of things I want to do. And and I'm not a big fan of, hey, let's just get a bunch of rich guys together and let's circumvent the system and pay some kid a million bucks. And and it's not my thing.
0: Not mine either. It never was. But most of those guys were bringing in duffel bags anyway. So it just at least legitimized it for those kids, which I really do like. Well, there's so many things that we can talk about. Hopefully we'll talk about. uh, But the one thing I've learned through the playbook is how important your family is. And that doesn't get lost on me. I get to be blessed to be around the biggest and greatest of the spirits of excellence. And, uh, what I really love learning about you is how important your family is first, as a non-negotiable and everything else is a blessing. I can see that it comes forward and through you uh, and your frequency. So I only bless you and wish you all the greatest success. Not that you need it from me, but I can tell there's gonna be even bigger and brighter things in the future for the D'Amelio family. Mark D'Amelio, thank you so much for joining me. This is Dave Meltzer with Entrepreneurs The Playbook.